This is Animation Nights New York, Animator Interviews. Thank you so much to Animation for Adults for letting us be a part of their channel. My name is Nina Bolton, and next up in our series is an interview with Sashko Denilenka. Sashko is an independent animator, director, and bike enthusiast. Last year we screened his films Swan and Bike Portraits, and this June we will be screening his new film Waking Sleeping Bat. We were going to sit down at 180 Maiden Lane, but it was closed the day we met, so after wandering the Seaport District together, we settled into a nearby cafe to talk. Unfortunately, it was a bit loud in the cafe, but please enjoy. All right, so thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry about the complications before. Um, but yeah, uh, so... Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> like, I'm really excited to talk to you. I, I've been watching your films a lot this past week. Um, so I guess we'll start with some basic stuff, and then we'll go into more like interesting, complicated things. So we'll, you know, we'll just start with, um, you know, how long have you been making art? Have you been doing it since you were young? And is it something that you were encouraged to do as a young person? I'm working as animation about eight years, and mm -hmm. at the beginning it was like just something like a hobby, just something for fun. I had degree and ambitions in thermal engineering and my diploma is about thermal engineering mm -hmm. but when I finished I realized it's really boring and it's not <laughs> mine and at the same time I uh, in the summer when you make when you need to make a decision what you want to do with your adult life I uh, got kind of invitations and proposal to make a music video for one music band mm -hmm. and I agreed but I had no any ideas how can I make three minutes of animation I did just like 10 seconds before so it was a big challenge I changed my approach I find many interesting ways I watched a lot of tutorial videos a lot of reference videos and finally when I finished this music video I feel like this is mine and uh, some friends suggested me to apply this film so some uh, film festivals. Mm -hmm. I met some interesting people on these festivals and I deep jumped in this world. So you, really you, you volunteered to do this music video when you had never done really animation it's before? It's not kind of volunteer, it's just like a project. Okay. project, yes. But I did some really short animations before and I did it in really weird way. I It was 2010 and mm -hmm. Uh, people were crazy about uh, flash animation and right, some yeah. something really digital and I don't, uh, didn't really like it. So I tried to work with some paper, with some old school techniques and mm -hmm. I realized that some people really appreciate this style and they really want to work in this touch, touch and style instead of something really digital. And yeah, because your work is really handmade because like when I was watching it and then I, I saw you had some behind-the-scenes videos as well. I was like, how did you arrive at this method of filmmaking? Because it, you know, you, you draw every single asset individually, and then you scan it in and cut it out, and then puppeteer it almost. Like, yes. Because it, it like traditionally you instead of like going pen to paper and drawing each movement in each frame, like that's not how you do things. So how did you arrive at that method? Was it just trial and error? I don't know. It was just searching. I tried some other different techniques and my goal to find something, uh, some way to make animation from the beginning to the end with really small amount of creative power, just like a few people, not like big studio, 
because I grew up in a city where filmmaking is not really popular. So that's why I had no any kind of studios I can go and study there. So that's why Katawa um, Animation is the best solution for me to make a film from the beginning to end. Yeah. Just by yourself. <laughs> right, yeah, because then it, like, you don't need to be necessarily formally trained. You can just kind of play around and then figure out what works. So. Um, I really love that animation is really flexible language to tell the stories because if you work in this filmmaking you really depends from actors from uh, circumstances around from uh, your from everything you can see across your camera so if you're working with animation you have a full freedom you, you can do anything what you want to do and you have the same budget to film an explosion of all city and just like talking head so right. that's why animation is big freedom so that's I really appreciate this, this feeling you can uh, make everything you can imagine right. so do you have any particular like influences or like artistic influences for your style or like to go anim animation studios or artists that really inspire you and sort of... Uh, that's really funny, but I not, don't watch animation too much. I'm really <laughs> inspired by some documentary films, by some uh, books, music, music videos, and uh, especially skateboarding and BMX videos, because for me, uh, BMX videos and skateboarding old school videos is the best example of uh, connection between visual part and music so I try to take some approach and some tricks from this kind of videos to animation that's really cool yeah because like I, like I noticed that like your your love of animation really incorporates all these different other interests that you have like bikes and, and skateboarding mm. and um, your culture your heritage as well so it's neat because you, you pull things from other places. It's not just like this insular animation world. So we have Animation Nights nice New York has featured two of your films already so far: um, uh, Bike Portraits and um, Swan. So I guess we can talk. And, and we're actually going to the, this coming month. We're going to be featuring um, Waking Sleeping Bat as oh, well. Oh yeah, this is just short experiment. Yeah. It's really similar to some videos I did in a first attempts to make animation. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's really sweet and cute, and it's neat that we're we're putting it in there. So I guess what we can talk more specifically about. Let's start with Swan mm -hmm. um, because Swan is a little different than some of your other films because a lot of your films are music videos or commission-based films. I know you've worked for TED and you've worked for. Um, you know, other companies that have asked you to do like specific iconographic stuff. So how did Swan come about? Because as I understand it, that's like your thing that you made for you. It wasn't something made for someone else. Uh, I was really impressed by the music video from this band. Uh, they did before with another animator. And I uh, tried to find this animator and just say him like, I really love your film and thank you for making it. But uh, instead of this animator, I found uh, the main guy from the band, frontman, 
who composed this song and who composed the music. Mm -hmm. And we started to talk to him and I uh, told him, oh man, I really love your music and it's really dramatic and it, it's really, it fits perfect for animation. If you have any ideas to make something together, just let me know, I will make it with pleasure. And he told me, oh really? We have a new album, so I have one song and I already have some ideas. So his idea was to make a story about uh, souls of human similar to swans because swans have only one real love in life and people have the same and if someone have unlucky glory in the life and something bad happened and uh, people can meet someone they love after the death so it's film about life after the death so he just give gave me this uh, kind of uh, reference and I start to think about what kind of story I can tell about this film and uh, just the beginning I did some demo and applied for artist residence in Paris and they select our project and we spent five beautiful months in Paris to make this film to work side by side with the music band and be inspired by the city. You made this film five months? Only five months? Uh, about seven. I started to make it in Ukraine and after I finished it. Uh, yes. And That's a very have... impressive turnaround. Yes, yes. And it was really interesting. We have two extra months. Actually, this residence was three months only. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked people to go to Paris to make some art and uh, explore the city. But animation takes all your time, so we spent all three months in this studio and didn't check anything interesting in Paris at all. And when we present this project, uh, art residents ask us something like, uh, "Did you have you seen something like that?" We say no. Have you attended this kind of events? No. So they invite us for two extra months to have a fun and enjoy the city. So it was. Nice. That is really, <laughs> really nice. nice. Yes. Yeah. So you never know what can you find or what how what people can you meet with animation. That's that's pretty cool too. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and the, the artist's name is Kuhn. Kuhn, yes, Kuhn, the band. Yeah. And uh, composer is Sandy Lawlar. He's a really talented guy. So he's really. It was really brilliant mine. <laughs> so when you make these music videos, do you do you contact the artist first and you say I like your song your music or do they contact you and say I want you to make I'm contacted first but we decide to make a film in a conversation on Facebook. Yeah. Just like let's do something together and <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a it's a really beautiful, powerful film. Like Thank you so much. I, I, just the little details of the way you do some of the movement, like her, her braid, the way that it, it wiggles back and forth, and of course like the climactic scene where she grows the wings and rejoins her, her husband. Um, it's really lovely. Um, so the other film was Bike Portraits, which is totally different. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it was, it's kind of a departure for you in a way in that it's not you're combining a lot of different mediums, you're using your own voice, you're telling a story about your own lived experience. Um, what was, was that something that you just sort of started recording for fun and then kind of decided to put it together into something? Or like how did that start exactly? 
uh, me and my girlfriend, we travel a lot and moving all each time in another city or another country and you can uh, have only one bike for all this time so you need to find something on the place and uh, last last two, two years ago i make a facebook post with pictures of bikes i had for past five years it was a lot of pictures of different kind of bikes in different cities and i add some short descriptions how I get each of them and how they, I find all these bikes and how they fit to the city because sometimes you can ride nice, real nice uh, bike in one city and if you go in another city it doesn't work totally. Right. So uh, I just make a Facebook post and it became really popular and I'm really surprised how people start to tell me uh, their own stories like oh i have this kind of bike and i see this city is really similar to mine and i feel like it's conversation starts already mm -hmm. and my girlfriend suggested me to make a film about it and we found that uh, we can apply this idea to ted residency they had open applications for people who would like to make some short story like six minute story and present it as a TED talk on the stage. So we apply this idea with bikes to make animated film and they select us. Uh, so what about the decision to make everything a different style? Because I would like to make it with a feeling like a travel book when you can make different notes with different pens, with different pencils, with some stickers, some tickets, everything everything really different and combine them in one book so this is kind of travel book and some cities have a special mood and you can describe this mood with uh, specific animation style for example Roanoke Virginia really reminds me South Park TV show so that's why yeah. I needed something similar style yeah like the, the bright color cutouts yes. yeah because that was one of the things I was going to ask because you have all these different styles mm -hmm. in that and I was just like wondering like how did you arrive at that too so it's like whatever area reminded you of what mm -hmm. your style yeah and sometimes you really miss uh, some video to make but you have some impressions you have some ideas so that's why you can ride on the bike get some impressions and go home and make some animation about what you have seen and what happened with you so, and this is project, it's not finished yet, I can continue this project as long as I can ride on a bike and yes. as, soon, as long as I can travel around. So now we are working on Seattle portrait, we keep working on it. <laughs> yeah, so we're in Seattle portrait, and just like whenever you go anywhere, that's going to be yes. one of your So would you make a, another film once you have enough new places or it depends? Depends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like I like how, like your observations were really interesting. Like how you were talking about the width of the handlebar in New York City, and like that's so true. Like I hadn't really noticed that until it's like no, it's like that's how much you can maneuver and like what you're trying to accomplish. And even because like I, I I've moved around a lot within this country, and again like the way people use bikes is different. Like, like how you said in Rona, people will just buy the bike and then never use it. Like that's so common in like those kind of suburban rural areas where nobody uses bicycles. So I think it was just like a really fascinating topic for a film. It, it was just so you, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I felt like Thank I learned so a lot about you <laughs> by watching this particular thing. And also I spoke to some people why they don't use a helmet 
and I uh, noticed that uh, the main issue is design and the hair. Some people don't want to use uh, a helmet because of the hair, especially if they work in the office and need to have a nice look. So I try to think what, what, how, how you can use it, how, what can you make it. And, uh, after that, I find that we can make something like a secret club, secret Dyna hair club. Yeah, I and, love the Dyna hair club. And make uh, another relationships between uh, people and safety stuff like a helmet this way. Yeah, no, that was... I love the humor of it. It was like very <laughs> delightful. And the, the child at the end, was that your cousin or your... Most my brother. Your little brother? Yeah. Oh, that's yes. so cute. So, he's actually six years old, so that's why... We have the same age as I start to ride bicycle too, and I had the same kind of head uh, with him. And I asked my parents to make some shootings of him. And uh, this person in the beginning, uh, when we watching Vasava Park, and I uh, select a person from different jobs. All of them is my father. So, oh, yes. Very cool. That's <laughs> yes. So um, and then there was, there was one bit that you didn't animate, it was the, the, the pixel, like the 8-bit mm -hmm. animation, who did that? Yeah, um, a friend of mine, really talented guy from Ukraine, he has big experience <laughs> working with video game stuff, so I just explained him some ideas and he did it with 8-bit animation style very well. Yeah, that was, that was really neat. And this city, Kharkiv, is really tricky to write so that's why it's really reminds you video game you need to you, you have a lot of challenges while you go from a point to b point right yeah so um i noticed like a lot of your films are, are sort of commission based um like some of the music videos and then like the videos you've done for ted so like what's the difference between a project like that and then doing something like Swan or Bike Portraits, where it's like your, your own idea and your own motivation. Like, how would you compare that process? Um, I really love to work with the film from the uh, beginning to end. And it's always difficult to me to work with someone who did part of your job. Mm -hmm. I don't know, is it nice or not? But uh, that's why I try to work with projects. If I work with some video sort of like TED ad videos, they uh, gave me only sound, sound voiceover, mm -hmm. and you have a freedom to make visual story as you want. The same story with the music, but it push you and give you some timeline which helps you to make a film. So this kind of collaboration I really love, but I have problems to collaborate with someone who, who makes some pictures or story by himself. That, that's that's my really main thing for me. <laughs> yes, you, you like to man, you like to be in charge of the whole process. Yes. Yeah. You're an independent animator. You don't like working. Kind of. <laughs> with teams that, yeah, like you know, I, I kind of understand that a little bit. Uh, but you do seem to do it a lot. Um, and you can you can save a lot of the time because you save time on conversations. You keep everything in your mind and you talk to, to yourself on the <laughs> inside your head. <laughs> well, do you, when you're, well, when you're making your own film by yourself, do you like ever like go to other people for like guidance or questions if you're like stuck yes, on something? Yes, that's really important and my girlfriend really helps me. She kind of has uh, 
fresh view and she's first person who can see something and when you work in a project like development in general when you work with storyboard when you work in this animatic you have a general view of the project but after you need to go to small sequences and split management through small parts and you can lost the vision of the whole project when you focus on details so you need someone who can push you and say something like stop making this shit go back and do something nice and that's why it's really important to have someone close to you is she an artist as well yes she has she has really nice skills uh, in drawings and she can see much more colors than me so that's why I have no problems to work with black and white and if I need to work with some a lot of colors she helped me to see them <laughs> yeah I mean you you work a lot of watercolors and they, they can be they're so bright and vibrant sometimes mm. um, and they, they end up looking really well and watercolors is actually really tricky to work with in digital style because sometimes some colors don't doesn't really looks nice on a screen. Mm -hmm. It looks nice on the paper, but looks bad on the screen. And I found that blue is always dirty in the watercolors. So that's why sometimes I'm drawing yellow and make inversion after to make nice blue, as I did it in the beginning of Swan. Yeah, I saw so that. Where is, you can see the title. It was uh, black and yellow in the beginning, and now it's white and blue. And if you make this kind of inversion, the blue became something like shining inside. It has really deep color. Yeah, it, it was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like you, you're almost like a puppeteer with your paper cutouts in a way. Like, I love like the, the handmade feel of them. Like, you can see the line work, you can see the brush strokes. It feels like it's not finished yet, so that's why you can feel it part of the process. Yeah, like you can really feel, see that each individual handmade element. Like, oh, thank you. Like at first, when I first saw it, I was like, is this, he actually like cut these pieces out and then like move and stop, like use stop motion? Because you have done some stop motion before. Usually I'm working with stop motion just with the camera to teach someone. It's really nice to avoid to use this really complicated software to work like After Effects, so you can use basic stop motion just just to make a feelings of the process. But uh, After Effects give you opportunities to go back to some sequence and edit it. So if you make something just like a sequence of pictures, you can edit something. You need to shut everything again and again. And that's why you need to choose what would you like to make. Right, right. So all your films you know, are, are set to music and they're silent films. Would you ever consider doing a film that has talking with more like, traditional narrative structure? Or is that not really what you're interested in? I have some ideas, I have some scripts, and let's see. It's, it's always a budget issue, because for this kind of film you need to work with a team, so that's why you need to figure out all these producers questions but yes I have some ideas and maybe we can see something next year Ooh. yes yes I'm so excited that would be really nice because it, it would be such a different thing for you from what you've done before yes and then a lot of your films are um, you know you're from Ukraine yes um, and your films really you're expressing your cultural heritage and 
so do you consider yourself, do, do you consider your films distinctly Ukrainian or do you consider yourself your own artist and you just happen to be from the Ukraine and that just, that informs you but it's not like the full extent of how you define yourself as an artist? Like, do you consider yourself a Ukrainian artist or do you just consider yourself an artist from the Ukraine? Uh, yes, sure, I'm feeling myself Ukrainian artist, but I'm... Ukraine is pretty young nation right now, because it's, uh, Ukraine has independence just for less than 30 years, and now uh, this, our, our uh, people try to find some kind of self-identification and self-identation. Uh, that's why it's really interesting to explore your roots, explore your culture and combine and find something similar in your culture to another and combine some ancient background in the films. And I really love to work with some researching on these old books, fairy tales and try to use it in new digital wave too and make some animation about some old fairy tales and create new ones. Yeah, because like, like a lot of the musicians you work with are Ukrainian bands and like you did the, that one um, Paolo Vasil? Yes. And like what's the story of that character? We make a kind of fairy tale story and create the universe of Paolo Vasil. So everything made by wood in his, uh, in his world and he has a superpower in uh, in, in life he is just like silent guy, he working with art, he's working some ceramic and drawings, but if something bad happens, he became a superhero and he has a lot of power and he, he have a really sharp feeling of justice. So, and everything, when he can solve the problem, he go back to the art again, that was the concept. And we did it was a music band from Ukraine. We spoke with them a lot about this concept and when we finished uh, music video we realized we have a lot tons of stuff we didn't use but we keep it in mind. So we decided to continue to work on it and the guy who wrote the song, he wrote a book, it's fairy tales, I did some illustration for it and now we have a book. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, and during uh, during work in the film, we create social network accounts for this character and make him interactive. And it was really surprising for us when people start to make some fun art and send to his page to mention him in the posts. And even some kids ask him like, Oh, Lupala Vasily, you are so strong, I have a problems in my school, can you solve me? Can you help me to solve this problem? What should I do in my school? And it was a big goal and it was really nice to see that someone became to life just from from film, from paper only. Yeah, like so you, you completely created this entire character yes. from scratch. Like, I would like to continue to make something new with him and now I think about something like a short TV show on YouTube about this guy. Yeah, that would be really neat because like, he, he's very striking, like his, his mustache and his bright shining eyes and I just love, I love the transition between the paintbrush and the weapon and then back and forth, like this idea that an artist can be, be a weapon. Yeah, yeah, be a weapon and like make a change. Cool, thank you so much. Also we have t-shirts with this four phases of transition from brush to maze.
Oh, you do? Yes, oh, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you working on now? I just finished Seattle part of Bike Portraits and now I'm working on some uh, animation for documentary film. It's actually about Jewish culture from people who moved from uh, Ukraine and from post-Soviet Union space to United States and other country. So a friend of mine worked on a documentary film about it and some of those people have really nice stories and but they lost all Material, uh, materials like uh, photography and some videos and some archives. So that's why animation is really nice the way to reflect memories. Mm -hmm. And we would like to introduce some animation parts in this documentary film. It's, I'm working now on uh, some Piasak uh, celebration ceremony. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like you, you like to do a lot of um, like educational stuff with your work sometimes or like actually I just did it in uh, last year I had a dreams to make it for a very long time but I did it in last year and before I'm working with mostly with music videos so it's New York influence maybe <laughs> so New York is like you're moving away from music videos yes. and into more like edu edutainment sort yes. of presentations yes. yeah. kind of you're completely self-taught with your and everything like you, you just wanted to learn it and you hooked it up and you yes yes but it takes time that's the main main thing that always takes time <laughs> yeah because like so far everyone that i've talked to they you know went to school for animation so you're like in your own different you, you sort of carved your own separate path um, you just decided what you wanted to do and you did it so yeah we're going to be showing waking sleeping bad I mean, it's 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 a forty-second little short, but it, it's it's very sweet. Um, Did you notice there is uh, iPhone inside the box? I didn't notice the iPhone. All people who work in animation, they think it's something like tracking in a video. But actually, I did some animation on iPhone screen and put some cardboard sticker on it to cover the phone. So on this white face, it's just like iPhone screen. <laughs> so the animation, you did the animation before you filmed it and... and yes, yes. Oh, that's so... I didn't realize. I thought you did that in post. Yes. Oh, that's very neat. Okay. So that's why we did this video. We try to, if it looks nice or not, if you use some uh, gadgets with animation and put them in some cases or put some characters mm -hmm. in, in, in it. So yeah, that was a kind of experiment. <laughs> and are you going to do, are you thinking of doing more with that kind of method? Or? Yes, yes, maybe. maybe yeah. Yes, that's always interesting to find and when some new ways and combine two old techniques and new one. So yeah. that's why it's a big, big plus of animation at all. So yeah, we'll be screening that uh, June the 13th, mm -hmm. Wednesday. Uh, will you be around? Yes, I'm okay. Wonderful, we'd love to have you. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Yvonne might want make you like go up and say something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's very cool. We don't are it, we haven't had animators actually come to the events in a while, so that'll be really nice to, to have. Um, do you regularly attend the Annie events? So like, have you attended?
minded ones that. Uh, I moved in New York City just one year ago, so oh, right, right. that's why I saw maybe three or four screenings. It's really beautiful and I really love the space. Yeah, I mean, we've only been around for about a year and a half anyway, so it's yeah. not, you, didn't, you didn't miss very much. Um, so, yeah, um, would there be any projects that you would do that isn't like a traditional film? Like, I've noticed that you, you tend to like video games a little bit. No, no, you don't. No, I don't. No, I guess I I'm guess I just. I'm pretty bad video games. I'm, I'm just... stuck in old-fashioned stuff like 8-bit animation and all. That. Oh. Well, it's just because like I've, I've seen you wear that shirt with oh. like the the, the Nintendo mm -hmm. Entertainment System. So, so I guess I just assume. Yes, this this is the style for when I'm stuck. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know they make a lot of independent retro games yes. that have that sort of style. So I'm wondering if like you'd ever. Want to, want to work on a project like that. Yes, but I really love uh, kind of game design when people work with uh, storytelling in video games. So mm -hmm. it's the same as it's the same as filmmaking, but it's more interactive. So that's why it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. But I'm really curious about indie projects, just most of the commercial projects. It's just like yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking commercial. Like I, I'm thinking yes. more like independent. Yes, stuff. independent is really more your style. Yeah. Yes, yes, sure. And also now I have a really interesting project. I never did before a comic book, but I did some sketch. People can see it right now, but you can see, I can show you some Oh, example. is that the, um, yes. the cat and You bat? can explain, yes, it's cat and bat stuff. Yeah, I, was, I saw that and I was like, what is this? This is so... Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, now it's, I keep it in the sketch, but I already have agreement with some publishers. And now I need to make about 80 page book about these guys. About these little, little friends. Yes. <laughs> They're very sweet. And the, the bat, it, it's like um, a waking sleeping bat. Kind of yes, the same yes. Character. Yes, the same character. So you could make a, another film but with the two of them. Actually, maybe. that's why they have this kind of shape similar to... An he, uh, the cat is iPhone uh, 5 and bat is iPod. I was four, I guess. So that's why it was from the beginning. It was my concept to make them in this shape. And after I just tried to make this video, wake and sleep in bed, and move all ideas to the paper, but they keep the same shape as the phone. Right. That's yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's, yes. You don't gesture beforehand. You just you just draw it as it comes. Like. Yep. That's. But now I have some some inspiration problems because I really inspired by bad things I can see around something like social injustice and stuff like that and I had a lot of ideas about getting bad when I were in when we were in Virginia. When you were in the south? Yes, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but now in New York I have tons of nice people around. I really love vibes of the city and I can't find any kind of stories which feeds into this concept. <laughs> I mean, like, now is the time to make those kind of statements. I mean, yeah. with everything that's happening, you know, And just... I have a kind of list of social problems I want to picture in these comics, and I have something like election, feminism, uh, Islamophobia, and stuff like that, and I will try to 
tell a story about it. Yeah, that's like, because they, they look like these very child-friendly little characters, but they're talking about very serious contemporary issues. That's very neat. Um, would you would you think of doing not just a stop motion film with them, but like your like traditional cutout style kind of film? I have a dream to make some uh, short animation stories in the style of really old fashioned animation from 40s, like black and white when you have uh, orchestra sound in the background like, like, and when everyone watches walking like this like, style. Like Flesher? Yes. Like Flesher? Like, yeah, yeah. Like first Mickey Mouse. And, yeah, like, like, like bouncing up and down yes. and wiggling around. And keep it black and white. Yeah, it's really, really jumpy. <laughs> but with, with these characters? Yes. Yeah, because I, I was wondering like what the, the content was, because like just looking at the characters. They... So is this... It, uh, you're still working on this? It's not... Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Because like it's I saw... Progress. I saw a listing and I didn't know if that was like a pre-order mm -hmm. or... So it was a pre-order? Okay. Yes, yes. No, this... This looks great. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> cool, thank you. Yeah. And I really hope we can make it in this kind of animation and maybe to present it as, as old school animation. Yeah, because that, that would be, again, different from what you've, you've been doing with the, the cutouts because it's a bit more fluid. So, like, how would you do that? Would you do it the way you've been doing it or would you... I wish to work with some people who are really crazy in frame-by-frame uh, frame animation and have this nice feeling, so I have, I can I can be director on this project, but I really need some animators, so if okay. someone be interested to be involved and if someone has skills to work with old-fashioned animation, I, I need these people. Yeah, no. But now there is some tricks to make. To make it digital, but after to bring some look like it made on the film or on the cell. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing what you can do with mm -hmm. technology now and like how yeah. authentic it is. Is there anything you wanted to mention or any questions for me or anything? Yes, I'm going to Ukrainian festival in this village. I need to see some space. Tomorrow we will make some interesting animation uh, on the street. There is just like a block party, a kind of block party. And Ukrainian festival is there. And I have some idea to make interactive animation. I have many pages of uh, frame, frame animation. And people can go and it's like a square, like a Tetris, you know, Tetris video game. Yeah. And people can color the squares and take pictures with this paper. Mm -hmm. And when they will have a lot of pictures of people with squares, and if you play it really fast, you can see animation on the paper. Oh, neat. So yes, yes. That's a kind of new stuff for me too, when you start to think about how you can make animation interactive. because. Mostly people hold some paper and they have different frames on it and you can keep this picture in the center of all pictures mm -hmm. and after when you play you can see some animation. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, well yeah, well I'm looking forward to that. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I'll see you again in June. Yes, see Yeah, you. I'll be working the registration, the front desk, uh, mm. signing people in, so you'll probably see me. Um, yeah.
It was great to talk Thank to you. So much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to support this podcast in Animation Nights New York and help us keep our screening events free, please consider making a donation to our PayPal, becoming our patron on Patreon, where we offer perks, or just buying us a coffee. Every little bit helps. Please visit our website at animationnights.com. If you live in the greater New York City area, you can join us on the second Wednesday of every month at 180 Maiden Lane, located within the Seaport District of Manhattan, for our monthly screenings. We show animated short films and showcase virtual reality animation experiences from all around the world. Admission is free. Please keep supporting independent animation and thank you so much for listening. A lot of, of little things here and there. You can play music now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>